But honestly, I feel like at this point in my life, I don't have the time to sit down and like <laughs> knit. Mothering. Yeah. That's my skill for this yeah. <laughs> My skill learn. this year is that I'm going to be more patient in my parenting and yeah. um, I'm going to keep the kids alive. <laughs> I'm Stacy, And I'm Emily. We're Christians, wives, moms, and best friends. We always knew motherhood would change our lives. Little did we know how much. We're here to talk about the challenges and victories we all encounter day to day. Motherhood is a journey and there is so much joy to be found. You're listening to Mom Calling. Hey guys, happy new year and welcome back to Mom Calling. We are excited to have you guys here this week as we come out of the holidays and hop right into 2023. It's so crazy. I can't believe it's 2023. Where's the time gone? It's wild. I know. But hey guys, you know what's what I- up? <laughs> you know what I keep thinking about? Do you remember? So every time I write the date... Do you remember back when 2020 started, like that whole thing of people saying, oh, make sure you write out the whole year. Like if you sign a check or something, like don't just put the 20, put 2020 because I guess people could alter it and put like something after the two zero. Oh, yeah. I never thought And make of it that. a different year. And now it's funny because every time I do that, I write it. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's been almost three years ago now. And I feel like that just happened. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it's now and not 2020. Can we all be honest? Yes. That was like the craziest blur of my life. Even though no one knew going into it. I know. And it like but, changed man. so many things. It's so crazy. Oy. I know. It doesn't it feel like. I don't know. And it's so hard to know because it's like so much of life has changed for other reasons since then because it's like that's right after I had Penelope. So sometimes like I feel like I wonder if the way the world and life seems now, I'm like, okay, is this how much of this is from all the COVID stuff and how much of this would have happened anyway just from like changes from becoming a parent and you know how yeah, like kind that of see natural the world kind of like progression of life. Yeah, because I just feel like you know, there's just something about the world that feels different since then, and I don't know if it. I'm like, will it go back, or is it just? And I don't know if it's because of the whole COVID thing, or if it's just from becoming a parent. I don't know. It's just weird, or just growing up, becoming, you know, more of an adult, turning thirty. I don't know. It just feels weird, but. Yeah, I know. Mm. I was thinking the other day, um, my dad actually brought it up about like how COVID changed a lot of things and it changed, um, you know, like how we do pickup and stuff. Like I think a lot Mm. of businesses didn't have pickup. Like I remember Walmart having, you know, the Walmart pickup where you could order your groceries and go pick it up. I don't think Target had it yet. Maybe. I don't think that they did. And if they did, it wasn't fully everything. Because for the longest time, they didn't have grocery pickup. It was just like random things. And then they started allowing grocery pickup. Um, But there's a lot of other businesses. Like, I mean, I went to PetSmart the other day and they have a pickup. But what I like about it is that, like you said, you can kind of sit down when the kids go to bed and you can order what you need for the next day. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it makes it easier not to spend so much money. Right. We, I used to get trapped in the aisles and you know, mm-hmm. you go to the grocery store Impulse and you'd be buys. hungry. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, like this looks delicious. Add to the cart, add to the cart. And you like have no mm-hmm. idea how much it is. But now, you know, I mean, we live by a budget. And so – I'll add all the things to my cart and be like, well, do I really need two pineapples? I guess I'll only get one. Like, you know. <laughs> and then you can like delete from the cart. Do I really need two pineapples? Yes, I do. Add to the cart. <laughs> add it, add it, add it. 
So have you ever gotten, I feel like this needs to be like a Reddit thread or something. Maybe it is. <laughs> like of poor substitutions. Like I remember one time I, yeah, I was cooking. I think we were making tacos or something. I don't remember. And I ordered cilantro. And they substituted it with parsley. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I know they look similar. Yeah. Just because and it's, it's like, green doesn't mean that they're the same. Right. And that's when I'm thinking, okay, like the person working on this probably doesn't cook. This must be like someone who doesn't cook. Because I feel like if you cook, you know. Yeah, that one's the one that stuck in my brain because I'm just like, you know, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. There was one one time that I got it was like strawberries or something. Okay, so I've had I've had bad bad uh mojo with my produce. They gave me bad strawberries one time where they were like squished. They were like squishy. The one had like fuzz on it because yeah. it was moldy. Um and the whole thing was gross. So I threw it out right away. And I'm like, "Great. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I just wasted my money on that." Or uh, like a cantaloupe. Wait, do you know that you can do the return? What do you mean? <gasps> oh my gosh, Emily. Okay, because I have to do this like almost every single time I do pickup. You just go into the app, return it, but you don't have to return it like produce. So if you go in and say, hey, like return it, and they ask you the reason, you say, oh, it was like past expiration, and they just say, okay, like no need to return it, and they refund you. Are you kidding me? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, at least at life, Walmart. My life has changed at Walmart now. Yeah, I guess I'll continue to purchase. Um, yeah, so I got bad strawberries. I've gotten bad watermelon where you cut it open and it's like it's like it has spoiled, like dry. Yeah, it's almost like it's changed color. It's like a different mm-hmm. color of pink. It's like a pinkish brown. Yeah, and it's gross. It's spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um. So one of those or a cantaloupe, I got a cantaloupe when it was still in season and it was like smushed. It was like smushy, like it was rotted. And I'm like, someone had to pick this up. You picked this up. Like this didn't just happen. Yeah. (laughs) You picked this up and you put it in a bag and you sent it home with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not excited about it. Or like one time I ordered flowers. Um, you know, just like the regular, I don't know, whatever they're called, like assortment of flowers just because I mm-hmm. wanted to. And they were dead. And I'm like, you brought me, you brought me dead flowers. <laughs> First of all, what does this mean? Second of all, like somebody picked those up. Just put it in the back yeah. of the trash. Like, okay, so I have a I have a theory on this. Do you want to okay. hear my theory? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Okay, so here's my theory. This is – okay, I'm not saying this is true. And I shop at Walmart. I like Walmart. You know, I think they've got good stuff. But here's my theory. we are 100% our Walmart supporters. Oh, yes. We're not knocking Walmart. We're just saying that they need to get a little bit better with the uh, selection of the produce. But no, here's my theory. My theory is I wonder if they don't tell the the people who do the pickups – to some of the produce purposefully pick the stuff that's either gone bad or is on its way to going bad because they need to get people rid of who it. come in there and shop on their own are not going to pick it. And potentially someone who gets it in their pickup order, you know, it's like, okay, by the time they get home, well, okay, a couple of them are bad, but the rest are fine. So I'm just going to use it because I don't, I need it and I don't want to have to go back to the store, return it or whatever. Or, you know, I I need it, so I'll just use it. Yeah. Or they um, will potentially not request the refund. Or even if they do, it's still then they've gotten it out of the store and it's like less waste that they have to deal with at the store. So even if people do get the refund for it and they lose the money – it's like then they don't have to deal with like the rotten produce and getting it out of the store. This is such a great theory. This is my theory. I love this. I know. I've been working on it for a while because <laughs> Stacey, I'm like Stacy's actually an undercover boss at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> we, they've hired her. They've actually hired Stacy to do some groundwork. I just because produce. I'm like 
I don't see how, I mean, it's like almost every single order I get bad produce, something. Like, so I just expect it now. Like, I'm prepared. I'm like, okay, what's going to be bad? I'm ready to do the return, you know. But sometimes I, I, it's all good. But, and I will say it's gotten better than it was in the very beginning. But still, I'm just like, this can't, I don't know. It just seems like it's too much that it's not intentional. <laughs> I don't know. So there's been multiple times that I've sworn off of Walmart delivery or pickup. And then I go, I go crawling back. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I have two kids that I can't shop for myself. So We're even moms, though, like, yeah, we act like we have a leg to stand on. We even don't. Even though you, like we need you, Walmart pickup. For real. Like, even though your services are touch and go, I'm so <laughs> Like, I'm still willing to take the gamble because I would rather take the gamble with you, Walmart, than my kids at that point. Well, it's like worst comes to worst. You have to go in the store anyway. Worst comes to worst. I will actually boycott going into the store. I'll go home. I'll call Pat and have him come and pick it up. (laughs) I have a method to the madness. I'm not going in. Okay. Okay. Here's one more thing. Yeah, we'll actually, give back to our is, topic. This is actually just a segment on Walmart. I, oh my gosh, Emily and I have been on like. Well, I'll get to that later. But yeah, <laughs> so here's my other thing. This has happened at least twice, if not more. Okay, so I think every household probably in the United States that has children under the age of ten has bananas. My daughter is obsessed with bananas. The way Emily's looking at me, maybe they don't. Sawyer's obsessed with bananas. He actually has a banana every morning to the point yes. that now he calls it his morning banana. Could I have a yes. can I have my morning banana now? And he yep. started asking for a banana in the evening. Can I have an <laughs> evening banana? I'm like, no, Sawyer, I already had a banana today. Well, I'd like to have an evening banana too. I'm like, no, Sawyer. But yeah, no. So Penelope is obsessed with bananas. She has one every single day. It's like her appetizer to breakfast. That's what she has. So we try to get organic produce as much as possible. So I always order the organic bananas. But then sometimes if they don't have the organic bananas, they'll substitute, you know, the non-organic bananas. Or if I go to order it and it says they're out of stock, then I'll just order non-organic bananas because it has a peel on it. I'm, like, not as worried about it. Yeah. So anyway, there have been at least two times where um, I've ordered organic or non-organic bananas and then I go to pick up my order and they're they don't have them there's no substitution and I'm like okay so you're telling me there there's are not a no bananas banana. in, in like in the entire store there is not one banana in there and I'm not gonna lie I have been tempted I haven't been annoyed enough to do it yet that I actually want to park and go in and look and see if there's actually no bananas in there because I just can't – I mean, I can understand they're not being organic bananas, but I would have a hard time believing that there's absolutely no bananas at all. I agree. Anyway. I agree. So, anyway, yeah, Emily and I have been on a very, like, not ranty, but just – before we started recording, we were just kind of sharing our um, – okay, like – you know your those moments as a mother when it's not your shining moment. Anyway, just like have you ever had one of those moments as a mother in particular where for whatever reason you have just had a day or a week and then someone kind of gets in your face about something and you implode. You you dump implode it all. and explode. Yeah. Um the crying, so, the irrational behavior. Yeah. I've been there. We've so all we were there. just sharing our, our stories about instances when that's happened to us. Um, anyway, like so I guess we're just in one of those places. In yes. public places. Like not, you know, I do that with my family on a daily basis. <laughs> Maybe not daily, but more regular. <laughs> Where, you know, I've had a day and Pat will come home and he'll ask one thing and I start bawling. And... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, What's for dinner? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that I asked. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, anyway, to bring it back, bring it back on track. Today we are going to talk about the new year and in particular New Year's resolutions. And 
do they really work? Is it something that, you know, that Emily and I do? Is it something that you should do? So we're going to chat about that. But first, Emily, do you have a mom fact for us today? Yeah, so I do have a fact for us this week. So it's kind of a mom fact, but not really. It's more of a general what, you know, what people are doing. Um, So I thought it would be fun since we're talking about the new year and all of the things um, to kind of see like what are some of the top New Year's resolutions for 2022 um, into 2023. It's so weird. Like I, first of all, I will never get used to a new year change. I honestly wrote 2021 the other day and was like, wait, <laughs> what? What's happening? What year are we in? Like, what is life? It always messes me up and it always did in school when the date would change and then you would have to write mm-hmm. it on paper. Anyways. Yeah. All right. So the top 10 New Year's resolutions for 2023 are to lose weight, eat healthier or change their diet, get fitter and take more exercise. Like I'm assuming exercise classes. It doesn't really say. Spend more time with family and friends. Be more aware and take care of mental health. Sort out finances and cut back on spending. Travel more. Take up a new hobby, sport, or other interest. Be more environmentally friendly and look for a new job. Okay, so I have a couple thoughts about these. Um, First of all, I feel like every new year, everybody wants to make like these, you know, fitness changes, like as far as like health changes. So I thought it was interesting that the first three are all like lose mm-hmm. weight, eat healthier, diet, get fitter. Um, and I think the spend more time with family and friends, I think more people are starting to realize, you know, the quality time matters. Um, I know mm-hmm. that we talked earlier about 2020, but I feel like that whole experience in 2020 really like got people to kind of take a step back and realize that they should spend more time with their family and friends and stuff like that. But um, same way with the mental health. I think Mm -hmm. that a lot more people are, you know, realizing that they need to have more self-care and stuff like that and just help themselves have better mental health by taking care of themselves and stuff like that. Um, but anyways, yeah. Did any of those stand out to you, Stacey? Or are um, any yeah, of those? No. Yeah, go for it. Oh, sorry. No, yeah. I thought it was funny just the the losing weight and being more fit. Like, I feel like that's every always year. for, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I wonder how long that's been a New Year's resolution. I mean, yeah, for, uh, I don't know. I feel like that's always everyone's resolution. I would love Which, to you know, see hey. gym sales. Like, if you owned a gym, I would love to see what the sales are. Oh, like right. January 1st. January oh, 2nd. yeah. You know, like, how many new people join, join mm-hmm. the gym for yeah. their New Year's resolution? Yeah, I, I think for sure. Yeah, and then uh, the finance one, I think that's always, like, a big one too but no i thought it was interesting the last couple the environmentally friendly and then the um getting a new job i feel like those are a little bit more well maybe not so much the job one but the environmentally friendly i feel like that's a a newer one like i don't remember hearing that as much prior but no i really like the idea of resolutions like i i feel like i've gone through this journey as far as you know, growing up, it was it was like always a thing everyone talked about. And then a few years ago, it kind of went through this thing where everyone was really down on resolutions because it was like, you know, well, nobody ever keeps them, so I'm not going to do them. And it was almost like anti-New Year's resolutions, you know. But really, I feel like um, – so since Scott and I have gotten married – um, you know, we got married, you know, in the beginning of the year. And so we – for our marriage and our family have tried every year right around our anniversary is kind of when we do like our goal setting for the year. Um, And so it just kind of worked out that it's like right around New Year's Day um, anyway. But I feel like it's really like when people say New Year's resolutions, really all it is is like goal setting. It's just that we put this word on it because it's going into a new year. But 
I mean, I really think, you know, goal setting is good, obviously. And I think it's good. You know, I kind of like the idea of going into a new year, starting fresh, you know, and um, I think sometimes just that mental shift of like a new beginning can really help, you know, setting goals. So yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I feel like people who are down on it, you know, I I think it's good. You just have to set yourself up for success and not, not, you know, failure, I guess. (laughs) But (laughs) have you ever um, heard of people like choosing a word for the new year? Instead of like yes. making New Year's resolutions, they like choose a word mm-hmm. to like focus on and live by and like all of the things. Have you ever heard of that? I have, yeah. I've I've heard of a few people doing that. Have you ever done it? Um, I don't remember. I know I've at least thought about it. I don't know if I ever actually was like, okay, this is my word for this year. Um but I, I like the idea of it. I guess I just feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's too much I need to work on that, like, I can't, I, I don't know. I feel like I'd pick a word and then I'd realize, okay, yeah, that's not really what my issue is this year. That's not what I need to work <laughs> on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I've also heard of this, of people picking um, a new skill to learn. So each year they choose, like, a skill that's kind of um, cool. You know, yeah, like sewing or photography or, you know, like making sourdough, you know, something like that. But I thought that was a cool one, like to just pick a skill to learn because it's very, you know, focus specific and um, and it's also fun, you know. Like people doing stuff every year, like I think that that would be really cool to like pick Um, a new activity or a new skill to do. I remember when we got into like, is it crocheting or knitting or like whatever? Mm -hmm. Which one is Crocheting, yeah. What's the difference between crochet and knit? So crocheting is um, you have one hook. So you just have one hook and the yarn and then knitting has the two needles. So you're working two needles with the yarn. Okay. Okay. That's, That's super I mean, I don't know if there's any other differences. That's the difference I know. Yeah, I've tried both in the past. I remember I started a blanket years and years and years and years and years ago. Um, I was seriously probably like 13 or something when I started this blanket, and I have it somewhere. Um, I started knitting it. Yeah, with the two needles. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so I think that that would be a fun skill to like actually learn. But honestly, I feel like at this point in my life, I don't have the time to sit down and like <laughs> knit. Mothering. Yeah. That's my skill for this yeah. year. <laughs> my skill learn. this year is that I'm going to be more patient in my parenting and yeah. um, I'm going to keep the kids alive. <laughs> like nobody's, yes. I, I'm going to keep them alive. That's what we're going to do or this year. Shower daily. Can oh, yeah. that be my New Year's We're resolution? not actually going to thrive. We're just going to survive this year. Like, that's, those are my two words. I'm like, <laughs> like yeah. 30 flirty and surviving. Yeah, exactly. There we go. I'm 30 flirty and surviving. Dude, Stacy, you're almost not 30 anymore. I know. Wow, you and Pat are so old. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I didn't even like you feel like okay. you didn't even enjoy 30 because no. it was a blur. <laughs> it was like what, did I actually turn 30? I forgot. This year just kind of like, blurred together. School, it's like you were constantly telling people how old you are in school. Constantly. Yeah. Like hey girl, so you're how always old talking you? about your oh, age. I'm 16. Yeah. <laughs> like well, I'm thinking more of like when you're 10 or something and everyone's like, oh, how old are you? And it's like you're constantly saying your age or you're constantly like – and then it's like once you're an adult, nobody asks anymore. Nobody cares. It's like the only time I write it is when I'm filling out medical forms. Yeah. And then it's like you don't even put your age. You're just putting your date of birth. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, I was so excited to be 30. And it's just like, oh, man, I feel like I didn't and even now, enjoy it. Yeah, now you missed it. Now you're 31. Man. 
So what happens when you have a baby, man. Yeah, month after your birthday. Yeah, thirty one's not as cool as thirty. So sorry, you yeah. missed out. All right. Well, you'll have to enjoy it for both of us. I will. I've been harassing Pat because he just turned thirty one, and I'm like, "Ugh, you're so old." <laughs> He's like, "Whatever." Like, you literally robbed the cradle. I'm a spring well, chicken. I, I robbed the cradle in our in our uh, situation. How old is Scott? He's only like a month younger than me. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I um what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> it's a blur. <laughs> <laughs> this is another wonderful part of turning 30 is brain fog. <laughs> yeah. Forgetfulness. <laughs> it's also a symptom of parasites and <laughs> <laughs> So are you telling me as part of my New Year's, I need to go on a parasite class? I really wish you would because I really would love uh, to see what came out of you. Know, you. Have you ever heard of coffee enemas? Yes. <laughs> this is like Did the I? third time you've asked me that. <laughs> okay. You're always so excited I, too. You're like, have you heard of coffee enemas? <laughs> let me tell you about You shove coffee up your butt. And it makes you a poop. I've had a coffee enema. I've yeah, heard of a coffee enema. But it's like pure torture until you actually get to poop. I have to reposition so I don't pee my pants. <laughs> <laughs> this is motherhood. I can't even laugh. <laughs> like I literally might pee on this floor. I had, no, to cross, I, I had to cross my legs. I, I thought, like, we've both had two kids. At some point, one of us is going to pee from laughing on this podcast. It's going to happen. Well, I a little bit just snuck out. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Okay. Anyways. Back to the podcast. <sighs> back to our New Year's resolutions. Yes. It's definitely not to pee our pants in public. No. Okay, so have you done, like in recent years, I mean, I know we can't remember back, you know, forever, but have you done New Year's resolutions or or anything like that in the new year? Yeah, I've definitely done New Year's resolutions before. Typically mine were, a lot of them were around fitness just to like motivate myself or you know, I don't even know, like, I want to start working out more or I want, it was like more specific, like, I don't know, I want to incorporate running into my workouts or stuff like that. Um, another one was, um, more along the lines of like a Bible study. Like I really want to, um, do a Bible study every day and like get back into that, um, like on my own without going to an actual Bible study Mm -hmm. or, you know, there was a time, I think it was last year maybe is when I started it. I started getting up in early in the morning. So mm -hmm. I started getting up around five in the morning um, and getting my day going and stuff like that. And so that was a New Year's resolution. But then in other years and even last year, I can't remember what word I chose last year because like you said before, it was kind of like, it peters out, you know, because if mm -hmm. it doesn't, it, it might resonate with you when you very first pick the word, but then as the year goes on, it doesn't, it may or yeah. may not still <clears throat> hold value. Um, so I've done that as well. And I actually like that. I think that the word situation is cool um, more so than like an actual, I don't know. I think it goes hand in hand with like, picking an actual thing like, oh, I'm going to work out more. Or, oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Like, I kind of like the word because it's it's like you finding meaning and purpose with the word all year. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think it can, <clears throat> it can, you know, go different ways. But how about you? Yeah. Have you done uh, New Year's resolutions and stuff like that in the past? Um, I don't really remember. I, I feel like I honestly don't really do them that much at New Year's like I just kind of do them randomly throughout the year and then uh, but since we've gotten married we have <clears throat> excuse me we have tried to every year like I said like at our anniversary 
try to sit down and figure out like our goals for the year. Um, we're still kind of figuring out like our rhythm with that, but we, but I really like it and I really look forward to it actually. Cause I feel like it just gives us kind of a vision for the new year. And, um, we have, um, I'll have to see if I can find them. Now last year we didn't do it just because we were totally in like baby planning mode. Cause Judah was due at the beginning of March. So it was like, that was our goals was just getting ready for him to come and all that. Um, but yeah, we typically in years past have had these, we'll kind of try to work on our own separately for like a month beforehand or so. We'll just think about like what goals we want for us or for our family. And then we'll meet up sometime around our anniversary. <clears throat> and then we'll sit down and talk about it and come up with like joint goals. And, um, you know, we try to have them in all air, like a few areas like uh, health, financial, spiritual, um, things like that. And that's also when we'll kind of talk about, you know, like any vacations we want to do, any travel plans, um, for the year. And then we've also started to try to kind of do long-term goal planning. So we'll do like short-term goals for the year. And then we also kind of try to talk about like five years out kind of planning, um, which has been really nice. And, I kind of like that. I, I might steal it, the whole sitting down together and like going over those couple of talk topics, like the health, mm-hmm. financial, like all of those things. I think that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I remember. So I was just going to say, so I feel like this is the thing. I feel like goal setting and all this stuff, so much of it is just like a mental thing. So – I just have a couple things I've learned that I wanted to share as just some like tips if maybe you struggle, you're someone who struggles with goal setting. So the first one is, so Scott and I are are pretty different when it comes to goal setting. So Scott is very much like goals are a really big deal to him. And so if he sets a goal, he really, really wants to meet it. And if he doesn't meet it, it's, it's like, it's, really bothers him and so he's the kind of person he would rather not set a goal than to like set a goal and not reach it whereas I've learned I'm more the kind of person even if I don't reach a goal if I set a goal and it's gonna at least help me make progress in an area then I would rather just set it and then even if I don't meet it at least it helped push me and I made some progress so I just say that to say maybe like kind of figure out what kind of person you are And if you're the kind of person that like goals are going to help give you motivation and that even if you don't meet them, and I'm not saying that this should be an excuse to like not try to meet your goals, but just that if nothing else, that's, that's what the word goal means, right? It's like what you're pushing for. But from my perspective, even if you don't attain it, it's still helping you make forward progress. So, um, and then the other thing I would just say is like, I've learned it's way better to have like one or two reasonable attainable goals that you either meet or like get close to meeting than to make like 10 goals and get nowhere near meeting them. So <clears throat> this has been something I've had to really focus on is I get very, very ambitious, especially, you know, at the beginning of the year or like in our, you know, our yearly anniversary meetings, like, and I'm like, oh, we want to do all these things, all these things. And then I'm one, I have so many things going, I can't even remember half of them. And then the other thing is I get so overwhelmed that I just like at some point a couple months in, I just like shut down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do to myself? I can't do this. So just be reasonable with what you know that you can do. And then yeah, figure out like what kind of person you are. Like if if they're gonna help motivate you, then like set maybe a few more goals than someone who you know, if they don't meet it, it's really going to bother them. So then maybe that person should only set like one or two goals. Um, but yeah, I love it. Like I think I – and I'm really thankful. I think that's one of the things Scott's really brought to our relationship and has like helped me with is um, having goals and having more like concrete discipline and like drive to things. So – and you too, Emily, I think specifically with like fitness and health and stuff, like – I still remember, oh, man, back to the days, like, 
when um, you were pregnant with Liam and we worked out together. Oh, my goodness. That's like the best shape I think I've ever been in in like my entire life. She like whipped my butt into shape. We would go to the gym every um, single day together. We would. And we would be there forever. It was Mm -hmm. funny. It was fun. It was. Um, But yeah. I like that about your goals and stuff. I think that I totally agree with you and the whole setting like goals that are attainable. You know, you want to set goals that obviously are going to challenge you, take you out of your comfort zone, push you, all of the things. But like you you should be in tuned with the goals that you're making, but you shouldn't make these goals that if you don't achieve them, that you're going to be like in a stupor, like where you're going to go into like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure, you know, whatever. Like it's like Stacy said, it's just a goal. It's just something to get you moving in a forward direction and get you out of your comfort zone and get you, you know, whatever, whatever the goal might be like healthier or, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah. Do you have any specific goals in this new year, Stacy, that y- you are thinking of that you want to share? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, losing weight is one. Um, but I'm still trying to figure out exactly what my goal is going to be because, you know, again, with like having two young kids trying to be realistic, um, as far as my time and my mental focus even. So I'm not sure yet if I'm going to have like a weight goal or if I'm going to just have like a um, exercise goal. I feel like I might just do an exercise goal because I know I pretty much have control of that, whereas like losing weight, I don't necessarily have control over. So um, I think I might just set some kind of goal like to work out like three times a week or four times a week, something like that. Um, so that's what I've been thinking about. And then do you have any goals <clears throat> when it comes to your parenting? Hmm. I, I probably should. I Yeah, like once I – because I feel like I've been thinking about a lot of things that I just haven't really sat down and like worked out on paper yet. But because I know there's been – deficiencies, I guess I would say, that I've been seeing that I like needed I need to figure out, okay, like how do I want to address this? So I think one would be for sure, which again I think this is going to help once we have our own property, is to really spend more time outside with the kids. I've thought about it this year and um and not to make excuses because I know there's always reasons and excuses I could make, but um I think it will really help. Yeah. Like when we have our own house and we have like our own space outside, because I thought about trying to do like the thousand hours outside thing, but I just feel like honestly, still with like a young baby, I don't think that that's going to be realistic for me, but set some kind of goal just for like to spend like this many hours a week outside with them or something like that. Um, But what about you? Have you like, have you thought about it at all? I mean, I know with you guys traveling and everything, I'm sure you've been busy, but yeah. So like this year for me, I'm going to do a lot more in my business. So Mm. I just recently graduated in the summer. And so, you know, like right after I graduated, I wanted to like hit the ground running, but I kind of was like, ah, I can breathe. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can breathe. I don't have like a schedule. I don't have papers to turn in and this and that. And so I've kind of just been like, uh, you know, going at my own pace. Um, But I do have a lot of things in the works and I have been working with clients and stuff like that. Um, But I, um, I am planning on like just trying to scale it this year and like, you know, really get myself out there and, meet more people and all of the things and take my business a little bit further um, and and add more more things out there to help people, more um, resources and things like that. But um, as far as parenting goes, oh, and then for my own personal self, um, I haven't worked out in like almost two years. 
I just, I kind of, when I like came to a crossroads with my own health journey, the practitioner that I was um, working with, she, she really like had a heart to heart with me and was like, listen, like, I know that you love fitness so much. And I know that you love working out so much and all of that. She's like, but it's really hindering you from forward moving progress. Like your body is basically freaking out. It's in a really stressed out state. And although we think that working out is good for us, and it is, and moving your body is good for you, but going six days a week and working out and doing HIIT workouts or heavy cardio and then weight training and like all of this stuff, it really raises your cortisol. And so if you're already in a stressed out state from just, you know, it doesn't even have to be anything crazy like, oh my gosh, like my husband and I are fighting. It can be as simple as like, I just had a baby a couple months ago. There, the baby's not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. And so your body's just like all out of whack or you have like an added stressor in your life or whatever. It's just stressful. And so then if you're adding all this workout in, your body is already like it's it's just adding too much stress. So your body mm-hmm. actually can't decipher between am I getting chased by a lion or are you just doing cardio? Like it's mm. it's the same kind of cortisol. It's the same kind of spiking that's happening, you know. And so um, I, I took like about two years off of working out. I mean, I've done a workout here and there throughout this last two years, um, but nothing consistently, nothing on a daily basis kind of a thing. Um, and honestly, it's been so good for me. It's been so therapeutic to just kind of like let go and release, really allow my body to rest and reset and detox and all of the things that it's needed to do. And it's still a journey that I'm on. Um, but it's definitely helped me for sure in that journey. Um, and it's allowed my body to just kind of eat nutrient dense food and replenish those stores that were depleted over the years of like crash dieting and fad dieting and heavy working out and like all of the things, my body was significantly depleted. Um, So anyways, in this new year, I'm hoping to like start working out again, whatever that looks like, you know, probably Mm -hmm. nothing crazy consistent, but even like one to two days a week for like 15 to 20 minutes, I'd be satisfied with. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it is making time for myself. And that's honestly like where it comes from. It's where it used to be coming from more, excuse me, of a controlling like, oh my gosh, I need to lose weight. I need to tone up. I need to lose this baby weight, like whatever it was. It more now is coming from like a, I just want to break, a mental break. Mm -hmm. So I want to just like sweat and move my body Um, Mm -hmm. opposed to like a punishment before, yeah, you know? And I think that that's how Mm -hmm. we all should view fitness and working out and losing weight and all of that stuff is, you know, how can we best nourish our body? Mm -hmm. So instead of looking, honestly, instead of looking at it like, oh, I need to lose weight, you should just think like, well, what am I eating that's not serving me? Like, Mm. am I eating inflammatory foods? Am I consuming um, alcohol and like all of these unnecessary processed things? Honestly, Mm -hmm. if you just focus on cutting those out, you will in turn lose weight. You will. I mean, like I'm not saying, oh, restrict calories. I'm saying eat real food. If Mm -hmm. you eat real food that is nutrient dense, (sighs) your body will start feeling nourished and it will get to a state of like just levelness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where you're not holding excess weight. There's a super good documentary like – um, I seriously rewatch it like almost every year. I forget when I first saw it. I was in college, but um, it's called Hungry for Change. Oh, nice! And it's like a healthy eating um documentary, like just about that. Basically, telling people it's not about dieting. It's not even necessarily about like focusing on losing weight. It's just about eating whole foods and healthy foods, and then nourishing your body, and then your body will be able to function like it's supposed to 
But anyway, I just wanted to recommend it because it's like one of those documentaries where they don't make you feel like bad about, you know, it's it's just more about like take care of your body. Like It's not about punishing your body. It's about taking care of your body. So it just made me think of it from what you were saying because I think that's such a good way. And I think that's the whole thing is like, and I'm, I'm the same way. And like, I'm thankful that you just said that because it reminded me to try to frame it in my mind differently. Because it's like, if you're heading into this new year, like, and with a goal of like, oh, I'm so fat, I need to lose weight. Like, I don't look like I want to look, you know, I'm this, I'm that, I'm horrible. Like, uh, da, da, da. like, that's not a good way to head into taking care of your body. And, um, you know, and again, like going back to the whole mind-body connection, it's like if we're just constantly in that state of negativity and like mad at our bodies and just, you know, negative, it's not going to be good for us. Like it is if we're more focused on how can I take care of my body? How can I nourish my body? How can I help keep my body healthy by making sure that I'm getting, you know, good movement and good, um, you know, appropriate cardio or strength training or whatever, you know? Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. I totally agree with that. The other thing that I was going to say along the lines of the parenting thing, um, my biggest thing this year is that I'm going to really work on is patience. I could definitely use some more patience in the patience department with my kids. It, it's just like, it gets hard, you know, like being a stay at home mom, is such a blessing. But, you know, I'm literally with these kids 24-7 from sunup to sundown, like every single day. Like we do school together, we play together and all the things. And it is, it's such a blessing, but like, you know, it can be super trying. And I feel like when they are having moments and they need to learn and I need to teach them, I need to be able to shut it off. And like when I want to snap back and be like, stop yelling at each other, like this is ridiculous, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. I need to like do a better job of like reining it in, you know, and having more mm-hmm. patience. Um, cause I can still get my message ac- across without, um, you know, yelling or losing my temper. Or, you know, whatever it is. Honestly, I have been doing a way better job of it, of like really calmly, honestly, trying to put the fear of God in them when I, when I talk real, you know, soft. Right. And I'm like, okay, if you do this again, I'm going to put you in timeout. Like, mm-hmm. or you're not doing X, Y, Z. And, um, you know, honestly, I think that that actually works a little bit better than yelling at them. I mean, yeah, they don't want to listen either way, but we all need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those are just kind of like some of my like little um, like epiphanies, things that I want to do this year. All of yeah. Things. So yeah, cool. I think that it'll be good. I think it'll be cool to like look back a year from now and be like, what, you know, like, what did we actually achieve this year? You know, you were saying mm-hmm. about you guys buying a house. And I think that that's so awesome. And you're entering into like this cool season of like change, you know, mm-hmm. like if that happens, it'll be so cool. Mm-hmm. And it comes yeah, with I'm like excited. a lot of fun stuff, like painting your room and, you know, getting a comforter and like, you know, all the fun mm-hmm. stuff, the fun, fun stuff and making your house a home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm for sure excited. Yeah, I think it's just generally it's always that feeling of and I don't know if again this is just since the whole COVID thing, but like it's always it's like a mix of excitement and like trepidation heading into a new year. It's like, okay, what's coming? But also, yeah. yay, like a new year. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, um, but anyway. Well, I hope this was enjoyable for you guys. We just wanted to like chat a little bit about setting goals, New Year's resolutions. Um, and I hope that it was – I hope it's something that you guys think about. I think it is. It's just such a great time to just reflect, think on the last year, think ahead to the next year, and see if there is any changes you want to make 
goals you want to set um, and even just some time to think back and um, yeah, be thankful for the, the, you know, things over the last year. Okay, guys, as we head out, I wanted to give you a little snippet of what we have coming down the line for you guys next week. Um, we are actually starting our um, birth series where we're going to be sharing a little bit about our personal birth stories um, along with, you know, like some tips and all kinds of stuff um, that you're going to want to tune in for, for sure. It's definitely interesting. I know for sure that my birth story, <laughs> my birth <laughs> stories are very interesting. Um, so I hope that you guys, you know, take a listen to that. And um, before we go, I wanted to read you Proverbs 19, 20 to 21. It says, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. All right, guys, and then I'll um, go ahead and pray with us, or pray for us. Dear Lord, thank you for this week. I just thank you for this time that Emily and I could chat with each other and speak with everyone who's listening and share. I just pray that this would be time that would be profitable and encouraging for everyone listening. And Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity heading into a new year. I thank you for the fresh start that you offer us in the new year and really every day, the fresh chance that we have to live a new day. And um, I just pray that heading into the new year that we would seek to draw closer to you, that we would seek to get to know you better and become more like who you've created us to be. And I just pray that we would seek you to guide our hearts and our minds as we as we do make plans, as we make goals. I just pray that they would be goals that would be honoring to you and that would more into the people that you've created us to be. And I just thank you that we have that opportunity. And Lord, um, I just thank you especially for all the moms listening. I thank you for their hearts for their children and for their families and their husbands. And Lord, I just pray that you would help them as, as we do head into this season, um, not to be overwhelmed, not to be discouraged, but that it would be a time for them to feel motivated and empowered to do new things and, and learn new skills. And I just thank you so much again for this time that we can have together to support one another and uh, just encourage and chat with one another. And um, Lord, I pray as we head into this next week, into this new year, please just give us patience and positivity with ourselves and with others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, you guys. Well, thanks again for joining us. And we are so excited to have you back next week and head into our pregnancy, birth, and postpartum series. I am so, so, so excited. This has been like, I think, one of the first ideas that we had that we wanted to share about, like when we first thought about doing the podcast. So we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and it's finally time, and I'm so excited to get into it next week. So we will see you guys here next week, and just remember that we love you guys. Bye, guys. Join us for a new episode every Monday as we continue to share our journeys of faith, marriage, and motherhood. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave a review or comment. We would love to hear from you. You can also find us on Instagram at Mom Calling Podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. And remember, there is so much joy in this journey.